now tuned in to the cold hard truth. Cayman's number one hard-hitting live podcast show, where we feature some straightforward conversations on political, social, and celebrity news, and all things happening in the Cayman Islands and around the world. This show was created to give the people a voice and a means of being involved and informed without any filters. Sometimes it gets crazy, but we always keep it real. We bring you the tea. Piping hot, so grab your favorite beverage and join the conversation via WhatsApp at 324-1612. Email tips at caymanmorrowroad.com. Now, here's your host, Sandy Hill, broadcasting live from the beautiful Cayman Islands. power lines that's holding it from smashing into the road that's or else a, we wouldn't a, be able to leave or come back what road is that uh that one over? was on prospect drive on prospect drive yeah, okay so that's for sure but yeah big news i have some important news for you interesting news it's blake and darren's spilling the tea with cd k-man's top news headlines of the day from cmr good morning sandy hey good morning whoa that your microphone you is I'm still getting wind from uh, Hurricane Grace. I can't tell. Of course. It's crazy, <laughs> right? Yeah. How, how did you end up yesterday after? Uh, um, well, you know, like everybody else, uh, some damage. Um, so, you know, I think everyone can speak of trees down, 
Mm -hmm. uh, fences that got blown away. Um, some people have car damage. Oh my God. Like I've seen, we're going to go through a whole um, slew of photos today because um, the photos certainly tell part of the picture. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to go through some video footage, but um, yeah, I think everyone is just really, really happy that there were no injuries reported and um, you know, people still could find themselves to Burger King. So Burger King it, couldn't, it couldn't have been that bad is what I'm saying. Was it really? Was Burger King well, open? I mean, it, oh it, my gosh. Did you not see the line to Burger King what? in Red no. Bay? No. Oh my God. It was, we have the video that we're going to show this morning, but it was ridiculous. Oh, well, uh, I mean, good, good for Burger good King. For yes, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, everybody felt to be out there. Yeah. Everyone felt I hungry for I burgers. Yeah. Unless hell's freezing over, you will yeah. get to work and flip those burgers. We need wow. to make some money. Wow. Yeah. Luckily, we could use our gas stuff. So yeah, I think that's where people um, yeah. people feel for it is, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, here, I got something for you guys. You, you made stovetop stuffing? No. So you said? No. Oh. <laughs> I've got something for you guys. Well, so I, I was going to wait till Sandy came on to, to tell you this. So our boat's out of the water and it's over. Uh, it's just, it's, it's not biased, but it's out of the water. It was secure and safe. And so my husband would go and check on it. So we went and checked on it last night when it was safe, and there was some guy on it. Some guy on it? There was just some on your boat. On the boat, checking out, and my husband's like, hey, can I help you? Like, oh, no, you got off the boat. So he's like, okay, that was a bit weird, but I don't know, maybe, who knows? So he's like, okay, whatever. So then he uh, Came back around went back a... again later to go and just, like, kind of guy was on check the boat on things. And he was driving by checking it out again. So we we uh, parked one of our cars right in front of the, I mean, the the tires are deflated not going to be able to get anywhere there's like you know and it there is a lock on it but yeah drove a so we parked he parked the car right in front of the the tow hitch part but is that, yeah is that a good time to steal a boat uh, during a hurricane i mean uh, <laughs> i don't know what he was trying to find wiring or i don't know i mean if you do find a boat is it finders keepers well no. i mean i did see a bunch flying not, not that sort of videos you guys saw all the videos of the of the boats going up and down the canals yeah. right yeah, yeah. so, so i'm saying that if you uh, you jump on that thing, is it is it yours? Is it finder's keys? No, 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 no. no it's not? I don't think oh, it works that right. way. Yeah, not, not quite in that situation. No, especially if your boat is stored at a place where it's allowed to be stored. That was you're a big on boat in that video. Yeah, well, which the, it looked, looked like, like a dive, a dive boat. boat. Yeah, yeah, there was did. that, and then there was the little one that was kind of going down the canal, and everyone was getting it everywhere. It was like, oh, there it goes. Mm. Yeah, I fished a uh, a recycling um, can. You know, big garbage can out of the uh, out of the canal yesterday mm. as it was floating by. That's, yeah, we had to move our garbage, our our bins like all over inside so that it couldn't get blown away because it yeah. would have. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um. So yeah. that's gonna be all we're gonna be talking about today. <laughs> it's crazy to be honest. Yeah, I noticed the one of the um, stoplight poles uh, came down at the cricket pitch light uh, mm -hmm. stoplight. So that that stoplight is actually completely dark. And, oh, and part of the poll is be um, extra careful out there for sure. Yeah, there's definitely some stuff out there in the roadways. Some has been cleared. Like when I went home yesterday after the show, I, it was it was like a video game. I had to, uh, you know, bob and weave on on the road with yeah. um, trees down and watching tree other trees as I was driving by to make sure they don't you know weren't going to fall on me when I was driving. But well, what, some of that stuff's been cleared already this morning. Has it? What was on a waterfront? I'm gonna go I didn't, with, go, I didn't go by the waterfront. Oh, I'm gonna go with I trivia away. was off. <laughs> <laughs> there was no trivia last night at Sandbar. Yeah. yeah. 
I haven't, well, I haven't seen. I think that um, hopefully, you know, government's reopening at one o'clock um, today. There's still some people, I believe, without power. Yeah. I think CC's working on it. I'm just looking at my neighbor's mango tree across the way that took a beating. I mean, it was such a beautiful full tree Is and it's not quite as full anymore. Uh, um, yeah, no, did, ours went, our neighbors went, yeah. Sandy, it was huge. Sandy, let me ask you, did you get any information yesterday from hazard management or any sort of updates um, from like, you know, NEOC or anything like that? Because we, we did. We were getting stuff. I mean, I don't think hazard management directly communicates with anyone. <clears throat> they kind of send stuff through um, GIS. Mm. So we were getting uh, things. Um, some stuff was coming through, but I think what was probably happening is that um, I don't know if they were having communication issues, but I know when I was speaking to you, you were like, oh, that was the 10 o'clock um, update. And it came in like, you know, an hour later. That. Yeah. Um, so I think part of it, maybe their email system, I don't know, because I mean, email was still working for me, but I do know that obviously um, communications were delayed uh, in a lot of instances. So which is kind of shocking um, because we, we even have the uh, emergency alert system and, and that wasn't activated as far as I know hmm. um, to to alert the public. When When I did the show yesterday morning and you and I were talking, Sandy, I mean, all the information that we ended up getting out to the public was information that that uh, I directly got from the National Hurricane Center. And, mm -hmm. and and as soon as their updates came out, that information immediately went on the airwaves. Mm -hmm. So I was a little yeah, bit... Yeah, I think that they could probably... Only on the line. Let's call her up. I was a little surprised at the lack of information during during an actual storm because there's a lot of preparation uh, that that goes into... Uh, these kinds of things. I mean, we were even part yeah. part of meetings, uh, you know, mm. earlier this year about about uh, you know just about information and receiving information during storms. Yeah, well, pretty much. I got to be honest with you. Um, even when they lifted the hurricane watch, we we knew all of that <laughs> before they actually informed us, like officially. Right. So, I mean, I was messaging um, John Tibbetts, of course, just to confirm it. Um, to say, hey, you know, we got a notification that said at 10 a.m. the hurricane watch would be discontinued, but the tropical storm watch was still in effect. I sent that to him at 10.03 to say, is this true? And he replied um, fairly quickly, 10 minutes later, and said, yes, it was. And that was already in circulation. So I think where um, government, if I had to make one um, sort of, you know, not really a criticism, but um, a recommendation to them, constructive criticism, I would say that they need to appreciate the necessity to communicate with people the way in which <clears throat> they are communicating, which is on WhatsApp. So we did get a few things from GIS and WhatsApp because Suzette um, Ebanks does have um, WhatsApp, you know, service. Um, she has like a list that she sends out stuff to media. Yeah. But it needs to be a little bit more uniformed and a little bit quicker. So I was jumping between WhatsApp and email because I wasn't sure which method stuff would be coming through. Um, hmm. Yeah, so. I mean. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Maybe just, yeah. It would be nice to have, like, one place where everyone kind of can go to to get all the information. Well, I mean, I, I was listening. I heard, uh, I just turned, jumped around to some of the radio stations. I heard uh -huh. uh, one of the Compass Media stations was saying that, you know, they're saying on the air, um, and we can't get a hold of anybody over there. Oh, and. Uh, 
Yeah, he's like, I don't know what's going on. We're just, you know, we're just going to let the storm pass and see where we stand after that, I guess. Yeah. You know, he's like, let me check the, mm. let me check the, uh, the website. Uh, and they're like, oh, the last update on the government website was last night from the, you know, the premiere or whatever. So, yeah, um, I mean, Someone well, we, you know, we, we are very much aware of um, how to contact certain people. I don't know if the Compass doesn't have that information. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it wasn't quite that, to give them that. credit. I don't know that it was quite that dire, but I do think um, they need to streamline it. So, like, you know, some people looking at the website, some people checking emails, some people checking WhatsApp. It's kind of all over the place. Yeah. Um, and I know that they're on um, the hazard management stuff. They're on, um, obviously, Facebook. So they keep saying, check official sources, check official sources. And they expect you to figure out, you know, to go to Facebook, to check mm -hmm. the website. But yeah, I don't think they update the website very well. Like, I don't know who their web team is, but I don't think they do. Like, like one of the things, I'll give you an example. Um, <clears throat> you know, we got that shelter list, which we shared with you, I think, um, on yesterday morning of the shelters or the day before, actually, where the shelters were going to be opening. Um at, you know, Red Cross started at four o'clock. Let me just show it to you because it's obviously a very rudimentary list um, that we received. And so some of the times were not precise. So the one time that did change was Red Cross opened first at five at 4 p.m. instead of 5 p.m. But there were people who were calling me frantic at Georgetown Primary saying, I'm at Georgetown Primary right now and um, the gates are locked. There's nobody here. And I'm like, well, Georgetown Primary isn't on that list, if you look at it. And so I think that people were kind of assuming, since it's always been there for 20-something years as a shelter, that that was going to continue and they weren't really paying attention. So there are yeah. a lot of takeaways and um, a lot of lessons from the situation, without a doubt, for all of us, I think. As homeowners, you know, this was not even a cat one. And our home assessment is like, okay, we were not prepared. Like mm -hmm. we're not prepared for like a real storm. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the country, I think, I think I the think, same for us. Yeah. I think yeah. the country it's safe to say um, isn't as prepared as we could be. Um, you know, even with, I mean, I'm interested to hear anyone who's in quarantine to see how they managed and um, telecom, you know, I think the telecom industry needs to be talking to us about how they could do a little bit better because if we're losing communication and can barely talk to each other during a storm that was not even a cat one. What's going to happen at a cat four or cat five level, heaven forbid, should yeah. we get there? Mm -hmm. um, so I think there's a lot of questions. I mean, CUC, we're hoping that they can potentially um, come on the program this morning and you talk know, I, a little I, bit. I don't have any complaints necessarily about them. I think they did a yeah. pretty good job. No, yesterday. I think they did. Absolutely. And I mean, I think people yeah. have to appreciate what they're having to deal it's with the enormous the enormity of of their exactly. their job their tasks after a storm i mean obviously they turn the power off you you expect it it's going to happen yeah. Yeah. because of they anticipate downed wires and they mm -hmm. don't want live wires when that happens that totally makes of sense course. protecting the public um but i thought to to have the power come back on at, at for us at 10 p.m you know, hours after the storm has passed, uh, that was pretty good. Pretty good. It was good. Yeah, I mean, but just think about if it would have been a bigger storm. I mean, and Ivan, it was three months. Yeah, according to my for wife, she places. was here. Yeah, 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 more for some other places. But yeah, I mean, the, the crazy thing. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And the crazy thing as well um, is that when I look at other jurisdictions, and I think this is where we give CUC credit. You know, when I look at other areas, even in the U.S., when they um, lose um, power they're out for like weeks because of a winter storm or whatever. So 
Um, I think logistically, you know, CUC um, does a really good job. I think there's some pockets of the island this morning that are still without power. Yeah. Some people got power, um, you know, at five o'clock this morning. So, um, you know, I think there's definitely some improvements that can be made, but I think CUC actually did a pretty good job. Did you hear about the uh, the, the mess that's going on with uh, with Vela? Uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about that as well. Their gates, they like can't get out. Yeah. Like, they can't who, get out. Basically. Who didn't open gates? Um, you know, prior to the storm. Yeah, those things are operated obviously by by electricity. Yeah, I mean, luckily, so, no, no, like emergency I mean, personnel do we know, made it in and out. Do we know if there was an emergency there at Vela or not? I mean, could have been. I hope. Yeah, who knows? That's crazy. But yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about that this morning as well, because that's 400 people. On the one hand, I was kind of thinking to myself, well, that's 400 fewer people that would be on the roadway. But um, at the same time, I appreciate that that's not um, the ideal situation to have anybody locked in during a storm. No, there, might be, so uh, there might be essential crazy. personnel. There might be frontline workers. Um, you, you, like we said, you may have an emergency. You'd have to... Uh, yeah. You know, you know, go to the hospital or absolutely. Uh, you know, it's let an ambulance yeah. in. Yeah, let an ambulance in. Fire trucks, yep. whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know? So I understand that BCQS is are the property managers of that development. It's a fairly large development, so hopefully they will make some sort of statement at least to their residents, um, because yeah, they were. I mean, they were not happy with um, what transpired. So it was. It it was just. I mean, I saw people complaining, and I thought to myself, wow. To be a prisoner, even within a complex, is not a good feeling. Well, like you want to know that you at least have the option to get out if you need it. You know yeah, well, I mean? my, my friend lives there, and so she said, oh, yeah, 20 guys tried to move one of the gates, and they couldn't do it. Because the wheels were mashed The wheels were something. mashed, and the tracks mashed. I, I would have so, atta- yeah. attached, I would have pulled my uh, my Jeep Wrangler up, uh, attached a, a you know, a, some sort of cable okay. to, to my hook. And, and, and I would have I would have yanked that thing off off its uh oh, off its rails. Your the hook comes off the whole. Yeah, back it's probably the easier back. said than done, um, Blake. Um, <laughs> it's probably easier said than done, to be honest. I'm on and the Exco. Um, I'm getting rid of this gate. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Um, later. I can see that most of the chickens are still hanging out in their yards. That the storm didn't do much to them. <laughs> oh man, I, we had a rooster going this morning. I was like, go rain that thing's yeah, neck. Where, yeah, where did roosters yeah. go? At uh, yeah, they didn't get blown away. No. Um, I guess they, they got it down pat and had a hideout and do whatever. But yeah, I mean, that, that whole situation at, at Vela is a little bit crazy for sure. Um, I, I feel bad for them, but, um, you know, I think yesterday was just a crazy day. And yeah. so again, lessons to be learned. Look, we all got um, complacent for like 11, whatever years. years, 12 years. How long has it been really since? Yeah. Well, I mean, in my mind, and people are saying, no, we've had a storm since then, but I don't actually remember. Oh. Now, since we've been here, we've had two tropical storms, but we haven't had the eye. Yes, that's what I was saying, right? Over the island, yeah. I mean, we had one last year. We had a, a, or or earlier this year, I think we had a slight, uh, like a tropical storm. No, it was was last hurricane season. It kind of Uh, just went by. um, But it was just, uh, but it wasn't anything that was No, it was like winds at 40. It was, you know, it wasn't wasn't terrible. No, I mean, and where I was at, like nothing. This is is like nothing I've seen since being on an island. So, yeah. When did you I get can't... here, Anne? You... We, we both got here. Uh, we've been here yeah, 11 I... years. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So this is your first it. proper storm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you so... were here since Ivan, actually. Wow. No, huh? And my husband actually got here my right wife after was here. Ivan. My, my Ivan. wife Your was wife here, was here, for, here yeah. for Ivan, yeah. 
All right, we're a little long today. We know you got to get to it as well. So catch Sandy on CMAR right now, and we will chat with you tomorrow. It's Friday tomorrow already. Oh my gosh, I can't believe so it. So let's decide right now what uh, year what year we're going back to for throwbacks tomorrow. I want to go somewhere around. You want the nineties, two thousand, oh, or ninety, or nineties, ninety nine. Um, ninety, I like ninety nine. Yeah, right before. Uh, yeah. 99? Yeah, 99. 99. 99. 99 and 2000. Weird years for music, but there's all there were some good ones there for sure. All right. So, Sandy, your homework for tomorrow show. Awesome. We talked to you is to find something from 1999. And it's not the Prince song because that actually came out in the 80s. So, (laughs) all right. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Oh, man. Well, let's just. So, uh, Blake and Aaron getting things kicked off there. So I have a compilation video. I'm actually trying to find it on the computer. You know how you always put these things together. Um, Of everything that kind of went down yesterday. And uh, we got lots of videos. We've got lots of photos. We're actually gonna do a collage this morning of, um, I think this is it. Let me just move it out of this folder. Yeah, so we're going to do a little collage of all of the um, videos that we have, all of the photos, so you guys can see exactly what went down. Poor Alexa's like dingling all over the place. Um, But, you know, super thankful to be here, folks. Uh, Good morning to everyone. Um, This could have been so much worse than it was, believe it or not. And yet, like I said, for me on a personal level, as a household, as a country, I think there's a lot of takeaways from this. We do have a statement from the premier's office already. We're hoping that they will come on um, and speak with us for a minute. But um, yeah, it's... uh, we were, we were not ready, I think, individually. So I'm going to talk about some of the very interesting things that I saw people doing. I saw people doing some crazy stuff. Like, I'm not quite understanding what y'all were doing, to be honest. Um, for example, uh, why were you all out shopping? And then yesterday, you were on the roadway, congesting the roadway, talking about you need coffee, you need Starbucks, you need a meal, a hot meal. I saw somebody's like, I need a hot meal. I was like, oh my God, what a hot mess. Um, thank God I was able to cook. I got up, listen, after one show, I forget what time that was, um, but I did a couple shows. So I did it, we got started at five o'clock in the morning, as you guys know. And then we did another show um, a couple hours after I was trying to conserve battery power, so I couldn't really go all day long. Um, but at some point, maybe it was after like nine o'clock or so, I was like, you know what? I'm hungry. It's my birthday. Yes, yesterday was my birthday, all this drama on my birthday. And so um, I decided to um, just whip up something. Thank God for a gas stove. I'm telling y'all, gas is the way to go for more reasons than one. So, um, you know, it, it, it's, uh, 
sorry. It's um, <clears throat> it's just one of those things where even if you didn't have a gas stove, you needed to have some way of maybe having a hot meal or having your coffee. And I think the fact that people are relying on uh, being able to get out there immediately after a storm is really, really problematic. So I want us to talk a little bit about that and why I think going forward, we need to have a better plan of action. So Leanne, good morning. Um, Pansy is here. We've got over 224 people with us. Larry, Tommy, joining us in the Bahamas. <clears throat> um, MC, Ervalyn, thank you all so much. John, morning to you. Uh, Derek is here. Sherry Ann, thank you for tuning in. We got Andy. Uh, Derek says, my wife lives at Couture Street and her car is under a breadfruit tree right now. Is there someone she could call to get that tree cut from the car? Just asking, I'm in Jamaica. Oh, this is a good question um, about who can help out in situations like this. Um, Odell apparently has a source. There you go. Um, I mean, obviously the government is out and about trying to clear, I think, the public roads first and foremost. And we will be doing um, a drive out a little bit later on this morning, I think, um, with um, perhaps the regiment to see what they're doing and what they're having to contend with. So someone on WhatsApp is reminding us that when you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And I think that again, um, we just were not ready. And so there are a number of lessons uh, for us to take away from this situation. So let's start with a review of what went down. Good morning, Ms. Morna. <clears throat> um, she lost a few things. Water came into her house, but she's alive and keeping the faith. So uh, definitely let us hear your stories um, of surviving grace. And trust me, grace was not a hurricane. At times, winds might have been gusting. Um, we had one person who said that... Um, you know, yes, um, his little weather um, tracking system, which he could tell when barometer was dropping and that sort of thing, um, was showing gusts up to 62 miles per hour at one point. Obviously, that's hurricane force, but that's still a minimal hurricane. So let's talk about it. And then um, I'm just going to send on WhatsApp. If you want to call in, if you want to share your stories, and your observations, you can uh, certainly do so. So um, I'm just gonna send the link in WhatsApp and then of course I'm gonna remind all of you how to do the exact same thing if you'd like to call into the program. So Sherry, good morning. Um, finding information during the storm was horrible, especially waking up yesterday morning. Pretty sad this island does not have a news station to watch anymore. Well, uh, we certainly did our best. Um, with providing people information and just being live. Like a lot of times for me, it's not even about providing information. It's just about being there for people because people want someone uh, that they could interact with. And I think as a group, we were able to um, interact with each other, you know, and I think that's important to have that social contact because um, people do react to storms differently. People do legit get scared, even with just this type of a storm. And as Blake and Aaron pointed out, there would be a lot of people, in fact, who have not uh, witnessed that type of um, a storm before. 
So certainly, you know, not surprised that people um, were wanting some sort of comfort. I think, Sherry, the reality of it is typical news um, stations are gone. <laughs> That's a thing of the past. I don't really ever see that coming back. Um, I think some people were trying, like the radio stations were trying to like, you know, be online, but I don't even have a traditional radio. I mean, I don't, I haven't had a radio in, I couldn't even tell you the last time, actually. Um, I'm aware that you could probably go online and listen to it, but um, that's probably not the way to communicate with people. I think some people, including government, morning, Kevin, I'm going to bring you in and then we're going to play a video here in a little bit, but Kevin, as a former reporter over at Cayman 27, maybe you could weigh in on this. Um, Sherry is kind of missing traditional um, news coverage. And uh, in my mind, um, I think that that's just a thing of the past. And that the sooner we accept that it's not coming back in that form, for sure, um, maybe the better off. But um, there's so many things that have replaced traditional um, news stations. What are your thoughts on this, Kevin? Again, you've been in that space. You were at Cayman 27 for many, many years. Absolutely. No, it is It is disappointing that, you know, a lot of the traditional forms of media has gone away. Um, even though it's changing, um, it's still needed. Um, it, mm -hmm. has, it has a place in society, um, especially for the more aged population. Um, even though a lot of them are joining social media, there are a good mm -hmm. amount of them that are not. And yeah. um, in order to leave nobody behind, we want to make sure that we have it available for those individuals. Um, one of the, again, things that I, just like you, you were talking to Blake and Aaron this morning, um, the communication definitely needs to improve significant, and, and I'm talking about significantly. Uh -huh. um, they have the emergency operations center, or they call it the National Emergency Operations Center there. Um, here in the States, we actually have it called just the Emergency Operations Center. And um, um, when we have that activated, they have something called a, a, a JIC, a Joint Information Center, where um, professionals, communication professionals like myself, we are all join together and we're sending out messages in a unified way. Um, so mm -hmm. you'll have a representative from the utilities companies, you'll have a representative from um, the law enforcement agencies, the fire rescue services, and just all of the communication people are, are there working together to make sure all of the messages that go out are unified. And one of the mm -hmm. things when you have these type of incidences or emergency situations, you're going to want to have um, consistent messages and you need to set an expectation of when you're going to come and tune in for those messages so here a lot of times we said every hour or every other hour at this time we're going to provide you an update and so as communication folks are working on gathering new information so we always have something to to report out sometimes no information changes so it's okay to to repeat that information but other times we might have new information uh -huh. And we are always putting that out. And so what I would like to see in the future for future events, um, when we have another hurricane or a storm, that our team, the, the, the EOC, the web, um, the, the yes. team, the government put out updates, at least hazard management, take yeah. a lead and put out an update every single hour, even if it's the same exact thing, because ultimately you don't want social media to have a disinformation campaign running rapidly because ultimately that will cause a lot of stress on the nation and talk about mental health, that's not going to be a very good outcome for a lot of people because people yeah. are going to overreact or underreact. We don't want we don't want any misinformation out there. So um, right now, they need to play catch up. Right now, I'm not seeing something that is very important post-storm. I am not seeing a lot of message on generator safety. We know not everyone might right. have electricity. 
I don't see messages going on or not. If people had water interruption, there are things that people need to know about making sure that they're consuming um, safe water. There's environmental health safety messages that need to be going out. That's when you have maybe swampy or, 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 or some sort of contaminated water sources because of flooding issues, septic tanks that might have overflowed, that sort of thing. Don't be walking in that. We need to see messages to remind people, hey, it's not safe to be walking in this stuff because it could cause you health issues. Another um, thing is chainsaw issues. People have a lot of broken down tree, trees. How to cut it properly. Don't be using it if you don't know how to use it. Uh -huh. Making sure you're wearing gloves because, again, most people are getting injured after an event. Food uh -huh. safety. Electricity was out for a period of time. Some of the food in your fridge is no longer something you should be consuming. These are messages that need yes. to be going out right now. And our hazard management definitely need to take that lead and start playing some catch up now because, again, we don't want anyone getting sick. Um, ultimately, life safety is our top priority in any type of disaster response. And mm -hmm. so we want to make sure these type of messages are going out to the public. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, they do have any OC. I mean, here they are headquartered at, um, I don't know why that chicken, that chicken looks good in the background there, but I don't know why that's on the screen, but here they are at the government admin building. It was being chaired by the acting deputy governor, which is a goal year, Mike Field. I don't know if this is her first time, actually, it could be, I'm um, chairing this, which um, obviously she'd be leading on the expertise of, you know, the regiment, um, hazard management. Um, I know for sure, um, here's some other people in the room, there were lots of people there. I mean, there's GIS. Uh, looks like they had a little section. I see people from hazard management. Um, I don't see CUC in the room, but perhaps there was a CUC representative there somewhere. I would assume that the telecoms would have sent a representative to uh, be on this this committee. Um, so you know, they're they're all there. Uh, hopefully, they themselves are doing a review post storm to see um, exactly, you know, where they're at and, and how, um, how, they're, how they can improve, certainly, for the next time. Because I think that without a doubt, that's necessary. So you've got mm -hmm. um, National Hazard Management Council in consultation with the National Weather Service and National Hurricane Center in Miami. They were putting out um, announcements and stuff um, but yeah, I think that the National Emergency Operations Center, which is kind of the coordinating hub for a Cayman Islands response to national disaster, you know, they began operations at 5 p.m. on the day before, and on Tuesday evening, that is. And certainly, um, I think that some of the communications coming out of, you know, that needed to be streamlined. Um, and going forward, you know, I'm surprised I didn't obviously listen to um, any of the Hurley stations, but or formerly Hurley, Hurley station, sorry, uh, the compass stations now. But um, I don't know. Uh, I'm surprised at what Blake was saying this morning, which is essentially that they themselves were like, we don't know what's going on. We're just here to talk to you because I'm thinking, wow, that's a little bit crazy. Um you know, I don't know. And and I know at one point I, I was on air with Blake and he was like, oh, you just got that? That's kind of old information. And I had received it, um, interestingly enough, beforehand. So for me, some of the information that I was getting was just confirming what I already was actually hearing, so which is good because, again, they're saying, you know, wait for official sources. But I think what ends up happening is if those official sources are delayed, 
in getting the information out there, then people will just accept what's coming. So we knew before the six o'clock hour that they were going to be lifting um, and giving the all clear. And um, we also knew that, um, you know, even before 10 o'clock that that was going to be um, a different situation as well with the lifting of the hurricane watch. So let's take a look. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And thank you, by the way, for all the belated um, birthday greetings. Um, so um, someone's not paying attention this morning. Um, so I just want to go ahead and show for the benefit of everyone, um, you know, what went down because I think a lot of people still have maybe seen bits and pieces of it, but this was quite a serious storm folks. And uh, here you go.
Okay, I'm aware that for some reason, um, some of our video doesn't have any audio, um, which is kind of weird because I felt like it had audio when we were rendering it. But anyway, this just gives you folks an idea. Um, some of the video was obviously during what would be more or less um, the height of the storm, four or five o'clock in the morning. So it was still pretty dark outside. You saw that there was a lot of, um, of wind action, obviously lots of rain. And, um, and you can see that that wind was just kicking up all over the place. So as a result, we have had um, down power lines um, I've seen a couple uh, CUC poles. I think somebody said the ones in East End, which are the, let me just read to you what this person actually sent in. They said um, concrete power poles snapped in half, uh, took us severely damaged East End docks from the reef south to Ocean Frontiers. All the docks are gone, um, water and wires on the road. And, um, you know, there was, there was quite an extensive damage, in my opinion, in terms of trees and um, obviously some power lines and so forth. But I, I thought it was, this is indicative of, again, why people were out and about um, on the roadway. Kevin, maybe you could weigh in here. We're just looking at some of this footage. Um, why people felt it necessary to go out on the roads, I have no idea. Because again, this this just was not. Um... Well, it, it's, it's two things. One is a safety hazard, and two, it's just going to take the crews longer to restore power to the entire island. Mm -hmm. And so, it, it really um, people need to to think with their good sense. They got to use use that that be a bit wiser when they're making those choices. To I'm going to go head out and explore. No, that's not what you should do. You should just stay off the roads and wait for the emergency crews to get everything back to normal because uh, I'm sure you don't want to be interrupted. And if you just yeah. happen to be one of the lucky ones that got back the power and stuff, well, okay, great. Now think about the others that don't have it and, and just sit down at home and, and, and chill for a bit. Yes. Um, so very, very interesting um, as to why people, again, felt it necessary to go out in this. I mean, I thought, people are crazy. Now, let me show you, I'm going to just pause this video here and uh, pull it out for a second. Let me show you one of the pictures that we received that demonstrates, um, you know, people out when they clearly should not have been and phones in hand, naturally. Uh, I thought to myself, oh boy, here we go. Someone actually sent me this photo and they were like, these people should be jackass of the day. Let me just see if I can find that photo. Um, yeah, I heard it is. And very close to the water, too. I must say I'm surprised. Uh, look at that. That's just crazy. Why are they out there so close to the water? I don't know the exact location of this. Um, but there they are with their phones in hand. Roving reporters, I guess. But, folks, you know, you've got to understand that the necessity to listen to the officials when it comes to um, safety, first and foremost, um, not just of yourself, but the fact that you're putting the lives of other people in danger when you do those things uh, is quite, quite unfortunate. So we're getting worried this morning, just by way of a recent update, that Cayman Airways has people at the airport here in Grand Cayman um, waiting to go to Miami and they don't have any idea what's going on because apparently the airport isn't open.
I mean, I, I don't know what that's all about, but um, that's information that we have. Um, let me just tell you what our sources have said this morning. So this is a flight going to Miami and our sources have indicated that um, apparently Cayman Airways has a flight for 8 a.m. to Miami and many people are waiting outside of a closed airport wondering what's going on. No communication has been given to passengers at all. Um, they go on to say it's the GCM to Miami flight um, KX3102 was delayed from Wednesday due to the storm to Thursday, 8 a.m. And apparently staff don't even know what time the flight is leaving. No communications at all. So this is, again, where, you know, we're talking about the necessity, Kevin, for um, having a proper plan. Anyone that, you know, have a all stakeholders need to come together and send out unified messages, put everything Mm -hmm. out. Um, one that shows that, hey, we are on top of it. I, I, I do know, and I'm not trying to say that a lot of things aren't going on in the background. Mm-hmm. I do know there's a lot of great people that are working in the background mm-hmm. and they have done some amazing things. Yes. However, those amazing things that's going on in the background need to be communicated to the public. Yeah. And so that's where some of the failures are occurring. Um, and, and it's not too late to try to get caught up. And after you have any type of event like this, what uh, I'm sure they do it there as well. Yes. We always do an after action. Exactly. And so we look at things that went well, things that did not go so well, and how we can improve for the next time. Absolutely. So that is very, very important. I hope, um, you know, some of these messages are getting to those who can influence that change and make sure that it does occur. Because ultimately, if this was to be a, a more significant event, it would be mm-hmm. a lot more problematic yeah. um and and you're going it, to have a lot of public con- a, a lot of a lot of public doing things that you don't want them to be doing um, exactly if they're not getting that message yeah and uh risa and others talking about the safety of their pets um Sher- sherry shares that one of her feral cats actually came inside <laughs> you know to try to get some some shelter um sue says that morning what a difference it is to wake up we heard yesterday from you know what we what we just 24 hours what a difference 24 hours makes and she said that um there were no updates from the weather channel here um i don't know that we have a weather channel but i think maybe she's referring to the cayman islands national weather service and again they communicate their messages they give their messages to gis and then gis puts it out on their behalf but i think there could have been some missteps um you know some people said no people have some people sorry um said earlier that there are people who had no access to Facebook, YouTube, social media. And there's also people who don't have access to radios. <laughs> Someone just said that they have a phone. Um, what type of phone? They have a um, Samsung Galaxy phones have a radio function that works with headphones that work as an antenna. Um, and they're saying that a local station kept them sane yesterday when the data went at about 3 p.m., um, I mean, I had spotty data kind of off and on throughout the storm, but I would love to hear from the telecom companies about what their plan is to make sure that we can have, you know, better data results. Appreciating, of course, that when the power goes down, everyone is then operating on backup generators. Um, and, you know, that that has um, a part to play in all of this as well. So we do have the Minister of um, Tourism and Transport also here joining the show. Um, yes, the whole issue of pets, I think, is is unfortunate. Um, Minister, let's go ahead and, and bring you in to the program. Good morning. 
Good morning, Sandra. Good morning, Cayman, and um, thank you for allowing me on. Um, I'm just gonna disconnect my phone from my stand here in my in my car and go out to come underneath the basement where we can probably speak a little bit better. And the yes. Are you in your constituency at the moment? Where are you? Uh, I'm actually just arriving at the government building where we're going to have a bit of an emergency, continued emergency meeting from last night. Um, okay. So we can start getting things prepared for our island-wide cleanup. Um, I'll just give you a little bit of a, a view. I'll give you a bit of a tour about what's going on. Let me see if this camera will turn around. Perfect. Okay. So you'll see the team actually start to show up. There is um, Catherine. She's mm -hmm. coming in now. Um, so all the team is um, trying to get together. We're going to be meeting with the opposition this morning mm -hmm. um, because these types of situations we see it as a uh, 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 beyond um, po politics, so to speak. Um, and we're going to get out and try to get some crews together, particularly for Georgetown Central. Anybody who is in Georgetown Central who's listening um, after this morning meeting, I want to meet at my office um, between 12 and 1. Because I want to get some crews out. I want a group of about at least four groups of people to get out and assist in my constituency. So trying to, since last night, organize some money together that I can help those who are not working to go out and help the people in the community as we did the last time. So like at least four crews of, of six, five workers, one team leader, um, trying to secure. The government right now is trying to figure out about chainsaws, um, for for every constituency, because we know that the biggest damage right now is the trees and and helping um, families and particularly elderly and and women um, who may not have a, 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 a somebody in the household that can assist with this stuff. Um, that's the number one concern and getting the power back on. Um, as per what the overall plan is with with um, CUC, working closely with them to get all that rest of that stuff sorted out. I just mm -hmm. want to give you a little visual. I know video words, pictures say a, a thousand words, but mm -hmm. there you see the um, regiment at the government building right now. Beautiful. Who have just had a, a morning briefing. Mm -hmm. They've got chainsaws, they've got supplies, mm -hmm. um, and they're going to be... And we, we hope that we're going to be able to come out with them a little bit later on, CMR, to just really bring people some live um, coverage yeah. Uh, from, you know, um, on-site locations so that people can see exactly what the regiment does because there's a lot of yeah. criticism yesterday. I was shocked, really. But there was criticism. Well, well maybe. The and regiment. there goes the governor. Um, yes. He's coming in this morning now. Um, so... Perhaps he could say it. Wave him down for us. <laughs> I was going to say. Governor. Morning. You got a minute? Yes, please uh, tell him uh, we would love to We would love to hear from him. Morning, morning, morning for sure. Um, yeah, you can see. Uh, remember, remember, so folks. Remember, folks, that Kenneth is a former reporter as well. It came in twenty seven. He has that in his blood. Um, good morning. Hi. Good morning, Governor. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Yeah, we're doing okay. Um, quite a quite a little shakeup we got there uh, yesterday, and um, we're grateful that yourself and the regiment and the government is um, you know up early this morning, um, trying to get your plans together. Uh, just any comments that you might have for the people that came in islands at this time? Well, I know it was a, it was a difficult day yesterday, and I, obviously I know, given Ivan and, and things in the past, this this brings back sort of memories for people. So I do know 
uh, you know, what this means for everyone. But I, I think everybody rallied round and you know, mm-hmm. the damage could have been a lot worse. Uh, but I just want to say a huge thank you to 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 uh, Acting Deputy Governor, National Emergency mm-hmm. Operations Committee, everyone in the emergency services, NRA, CUC. There are just so many, far too many to mention, but everyone mm-hmm. out in the community as well, because everybody rallied round helping their neighbours, mm-hmm. which is what, what, we, what we've come to expect. So, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a big clear up now. So there's a lot yeah. of work going on to clear clear everything up. And I've just arrived at GAB and the regiment are, are here getting ready to, to head out to support that. So yeah. um, thank you to Wonderful. everyone. Yeah, thanks so much um, again, folks. Uh, that's right, um, Mr. Governor We have to actually have that meeting in the morning um, yes. right now. So, um, yeah, just just by way of information, I know that a lot of people are concerned about the power. There's still not power everywhere. Yes. Uh, I want everybody to know we're trying our best. Obviously, CUC is a private-owned company, uh, but they've given commitment that they're working around the clock to try to get these glitches uh, sorted out. Because if they don't get the glitches sorted out and they try to put the power back on, we can have some severe um, uh, problems by way of fires mm-hmm. and, and, and the like and potentially damage to human life. Yes. So focusing on the, on, the, on the power part, um, and now it's about how do we approach the cleanup part for everybody, not only via vegetation, but also to help figure out those who had severe damage. Because um, though most of the damage has been to, to vegetation, mm-hmm. um, there could be potential people that we haven't seen or talked to yet that mm-hmm. had severe damage to their homes. Um, right. And before you know it, you'll hear within a day or two, oh, there's another storm developing. So mm-hmm. we're, we're fighting against the clock here. We don't know what the next couple of days is going to bring. So the quicker we get this done, the quicker we can get um, people back to a, a level of normalcy mm-hmm. and, and comfort in their minds that they're going to be fine. So I, w- I just wanted to let the public know the government is, is, is already starting to plan these things and the premier our leader will have more announcements uh, coming mm-hmm. up soon after we finalize exactly what we're going to do we, we have a plan we're just getting ready to execute it so that's what we're doing this morning um, and again let me plug in my own constituency here for a minute georgetown central uh, all of you that 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 want to volunteer or looking for some work um I'm going to need as many crews as I possibly can, potentially people with trucks, to meet at my office, which is 61 Eastern Avenue, Crown Square, unit number six, sorry, 71 Eastern Avenue, Crown Square, unit number six. Um, my, my office managers and them will be there from early this morning. Um, but I'm going to get this meeting sorted out, figure out we're probably going to get the supplies, chainsaws, um, gloves, uh, machetes, rakes, all of those types of things. And the number one priority is going to be for the seniors, um, those who uh, trees are down um, that that have caused a, um, a hazard for them. So if you have a tree down right out in the middle of the opening of your yard, we're not going to focus on that right away. Um, trees are on top of homes, um, particularly with uh, women and children uh, and seniors. Um, we do expect um, for everybody in the community to get together. This is a perfect time for you to say, okay, maybe I haven't got any damage in my area. Let me go over to my neighbor. If we all put our hands together on this, I know that some people are already needing to go back to work. But if you don't have to go back to work or if your boss is cool enough to say, you know what, take the rest of the day off uh, or take this day off. Morning, everybody. Morning, guys. If you want to take the rest of the day off, go around in your community. Try to find out exactly um, who needs help, because if everybody throws their hands in, we can get this resolved pretty quickly. As per those who are helping themselves already, 
um, and can handle, you know, chopping up the debris and stuff like that. What we're advising people to do now is just try to get the heap or the pile of your vegetation as close to the road as you possibly can without it being on the road. This is key and important. Do not put it on the road, but put it close enough to the road yeah. that if you have a grab truck, they can drive up alongside the road. The grab truck has a reach of three feet away from three to four feet away from the truck itself. So they can just drive up alongside the road, reach over, grab it, put it in the back of the truck and go away. What we also want to let people know is not to put the vegetation with other debris like plastics and woods and the like, because what we're hoping to do is not put all of that uh, vegetation on the dump. We want to mulch it all up, chop it all up and potentially give it back to the farmers. And that way we have less stuff on the landfill as well as um, stuff that can decay and create good manure and um, um, and good fertilizer for our various different farms and stuff. So I know that people may have had other damage to do with you know property don't mix the two because we want to keep them separate mm -hmm. um, and if you're doing your own cleanup try to get it as close as possible because we're not going to be able to come into the yard itself with a grab truck particularly with homes that are condensed into a small area maybe if you have a super big yard then yeah maybe the grab truck can get in there but i wouldn't advise you to try to take that chance because to move a pile from from one area to the other area is just more work so if you're piling things up pilot as close to the edge as possible we're already having conversations with mm -hmm. all the different grab trucks on island from um uh jason brown i can't remember his his, his company there um mm -hmm. uh, that i think it's junk or something i can't remember anyway all the grab truck companies mm -hmm. we're trying to get in contact with them i know minister um turner was on the phone last night talking to all of them where the government is going to try to contract them out um, to get out in the community with the government trucks. So the government only has three to four trucks, if my memory serves me well. I, I could be corrected on that. Um, so they will be working full-time, but with the amount of vegetation that has happened, that has um, been um, knocked down, that will have to get cut up, it's going to take us weeks uh, to get all of this vegetation uh, removed and, 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 and put away out of the uh, communities and, and out of the streets. So... Everybody's going to be working together, private sector, businesses, communities. This is how we get it done. You know, like the premier says, community creates country. So this is the time for us to do it. I got an amazing call this morning from people saying, listen, Kenneth, you know, my yard is okay. I just want to volunteer. That's the attitude we need. We know that some people who go, okay, I need a little bit of work. They may get paid. The more people who volunteer, the easier it gets because um, if we were to have to pay everybody, then it, it's, it's a high amount of money to get the whole island. Every single district, including Lil' Cayman and Cayman has had some sort of damage, uh, particularly that of vegetational damage. So let's keep that in mind. And in the next couple of days, we're going to do even a further assessment of those who've had structural damage and those who, who may need assistance because of financial difficulties. But I'm going to leave that um, to, 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 to the Premier to make those further announcements later on because they have financial implications. Um, but that's where we're at right now. I, I know things uh, we, in this day and age, we expect things to be, you know, fast food are, are kind of um, quick, instantaneous. In, in, everything uh, instantaneous, yeah. Yeah. So, so Including communications. <laughs> I mean, exactly. this, this is just so, the world that we live in, um, you know, uh, Honorable Kenneth. Brian, and well, I think that unfortunately, whether it's um, private sector, um, you know, government agencies, um, MPs and ministers such as yourself, if you haven't quite fully understood the necessity for people to want that type of communication, 
um, you're kind of behind a little bit and hopefully people will get caught up. Like I literally had people calling me um, yesterday evening saying, oh, well, this, this is what the government needs to do. And I had to gently remind them um, that I don't actually work for the government. I mean, I said to this person last night, I said, listen, I, I don't work for the government. I, I share your concerns, but here's, here's their numbers. Communicate with them directly because they need to hear it directly from the horse's mouth. Yeah, so to speak. no doubt. Um, I want the public you know. to know, though, we, we are getting much of the communications. We know uh, a lot of the assessments. Every single elected member of the PAC administration has been out in their communities. We spoke about it last night. Um, so we have a good sense of where things are at. It's about the action plan now and the resources necessary to execute. So we hope by the end of the day, we can see that, you know, some plans of actions are starting to, to, to take, um, take fold. Um, and most of that is mainly the cleanup process. Uh, yeah. Again, like the governor said, the regiment is out there and they're doing their thing. Um, and we, I mean, we have the call and resources there. They're going to focus on, um, the government buildings, shelters, schools, and stuff like that, and then get out into the communities. So as elected members, we all have our responsibilities. It's time for us to get out, and that's what we're planning to do. Yeah. Um, so let me get off the live now, okay. get into that meeting, get yes. things going, and thank get out in the community. Um, so, so I thank much. you so much for that. Kevin, one big love. I hope you're over. I'm quite sure you're over there safe because there's no storms over there right now. So he's running from COVID, but that's about it. COVID <laughs> story. Well, I'd rather run from a hurricane than from COVID because I can know when it's coming and when it's stopping. So <laughs> anyway, I love you guys. Central, we got the stuff. Came on first. Bye. All right. Thank you so much. Um, again, folks, you've been listening to um, Minister of Tra Tourism and Transport, the Honorable Kenneth Bryan. Um, we are he's aware again. Things in there too. Sorry, you said some key things in there. Oh, absolutely, um, and let, let's yeah. let's break it down um, here this morning. Um, and again, thanks so much for Kevin Watler, who's been coming on with us. He is in Lakeland, Florida, and he's been making time to come on with us both during the storm. He was on multiple times yesterday as we went live, and obviously today as well. So, a couple couple quick things. Look at this video footage here, Kevin. I mean, this is shocking, but have a look at this. Look at look at that. I mean, that is, um, let me put this in perspective in terms of where that is. It looks like the entire second floor has essentially collapsed. I hope that there was no one in there and that no one got injured. Um, people tend to go up to the second floor because they feel that it's safer in terms of the flooding. But this is the um, their little side road that is in between um, immigration and the government um, administration building. So close to where you have the overflow parking for government. That's that little side road. I'm yeah, thinking, wow. That home had a lot of pre-existing structural issues. Yes. It's, it's really um, why um, we have our building code the way it is. Unfortunately, yeah. they don't um, really circle around to some of those places that might not be as sound as they should be. Yeah. Um, and, and it's a very important thing. Um, and our codes are there for a reason. Yes. Um, we are in a very... Uh, geographically, we're located in an area that's in the hurricane belt, basically. Exactly, yeah. and and so it's very important to to not just put things or homes together without really doing it the right way because it might seem like it's cheap to put something together um, initially, but it could cost mm -hmm. you a whole lot more and potentially your mm -hmm. life in the long run if, you, if exactly. you don't do it properly. So let's talk about a few things here. Um, I was surprised at the number of people that actually decided to venture out to Burger King. And I'm trying to find that footage. 
um, because it's not just Burger King. I mean, Burger King is one of our corporate sponsors, so I'm happy that Burger King, you know, got somebody yesterday. I saw Eats um, was up. I think the difference between Burger King and Eats um, is that it looks from like the timing of the video that Burger King actually waited until the all clear was given. But even before the all clear was given, there are people on Eastern Avenue in bumper to bumper traffic. So let's have a look at this. And then I think we should talk about it from here. Probably did not prepare and were really hungry and needed something. But who were all that these was... people at the grocery store the day before? But that was that might not be those people in that line. I mean, <laughs> I got what six to seven thousand people oh, now. I think. Oh my god, that yeah. line went all the way from that Burger King in Red Bay to basically the Grand Harbor, the Hurley's Roundabout. That's a lot of cars. Yeah, I mean, and, wow. and it's, you know, again, you got to think about hey, these these folks are out causing more traffic so when the crews are trying to get yeah. power restored i saw a couple cuc cars there they're probably like well let's run in grab a burger while we're at it because i'm sure they were super hungry and stuff as yeah. well and, and you see it's not a bad thing maybe if a couple of places were open for food for essential workers who really need to be out there because they need to eat but as well yeah. the employees like what when i am activated during a, a storm yeah we are fed my employer make sure we all have food in fact Absolutely. Um, back to some of the things that kenneth said one of the things that was already pre-arranged because we know these things are going to come is yeah. that we already have contracts in place so now going out trying to find uh, and contact businesses with bucket trucks and stuff to contract those contracts should be in place already saying hey when we have this type of event you are expected to do this and this is our contract it's pre-signed all we gotta do is say do it and you go and do it and so you don't need to have all these meetings after the event. Those should have taken place before the event. Just how mm -hmm. you have to plan ahead of time. That should have been planned ahead of time. Um, mm -hmm. So that's one of the things that hopefully will show up in the action, the after action report, so that can be improved. And the same thing with volunteer line. We have a, a, a team that is for volunteer services. Mm -hmm. uh, pre a number that's always going to be the same, whether it's this year or five years from now. That um, and there's also a website that goes with it too, um, and so you could sign up and be a volunteer ahead of time, or you could call and say, "Hey, I'm available. Um, where the needs?" And then when they're doing damage assessments, we have a team that is also taking numbers from the public, where they're kind of screening what's going on and have that all logged, so they could start prioritizing and sending out relief crews to assist with that sort mm -hmm. of thing. So, I mean, these things, a lot of things, are just planning and, and learning from some yeah. of these things. Um, it, it's, it's still so necessary. Absolutely. Um, but I just want to say for the record, since I came back in 1996, I came back in the fall of 96, I have always said every single storm, because I used to work at Maples back in the day, and it was always the same thing, Maples telling people, oh, you have to come into work even though you know the all clear hadn't been given, even though government was saying, listen, stay off the streets, blah, blah, blah. Um, I was always super surprised that there's no government mandate to say, okay, 
once we have issued a hurricane warning, a hurricane watch, whatever it's going to be, um, there are no non-essential companies that are number one allowed to open without maybe some sort of government permission, like what we did during COVID. And um, you can't be having your staff, like you can't be forcing people. Somebody was saying that they were um, retail stores and other stores trying to force people to come in to work. A construction company, let's put it in perspective. Um, you remember the comment that we had yesterday morning, the construction mm -hmm. company was telling their workers to come in yesterday morning at seven o'clock. The storm hadn't passed yet. Yeah, you know, it was all clear had been given for the hurricane watch. That's crazy. And yep. who a hurry a construction company? Are you crazy? Unless you come um, calling your employee to come in because you're going to be helping do some sort of restoration because you're called on from the government because someone is in dire need. Okay. That's a little different. But when it's just because we have a project that has a deadline right now, this the deadline is going to have to wait. We're under a disaster. Yeah, I know that. I mean, that's that's absolutely crazy. Um, so do you think, give me your opinion here, Kevin, on this. Do you think that it's time that um, maybe government, I mean, I've been saying this for 20 something, 30 years now, but do you think that it's time that maybe government mandated that to say this is what the law says um to try to get some level of compliance and to really keep people off the roadway I, or do I, you think I, that's a bit heavy-handed i think that's a little heavy-handed i'm not for personally some of the heavy-handed mandates um mm -hmm. because that takes that that makes people automatically build resistance that's right so my personal view is it wouldn't necessarily be a mandate if you don't want it to happen you have more controls if you have the hurricane warning issued still or you still haven't declared all clear if you haven't declared all clear then you're you kind of got a little bit more um to say on that but um i would say but i mean apparently encouraging them to do the right thing doesn't yes. necessarily work business owners um we're, we're asking people to stay off the road so we could ultimately be able to to get back to normal our highest priority now is life safety and then we want to yeah. get normalcy and so we want to make sure in order to get there as fast as possible we really need to limit the amount of individuals who are out and about um and so if your employer you can work from home please encourage them to do so if they are yes. able to do so but also um you know, these are different messages that they could work directly with the business community um, and, and hopefully the yeah. business community because they're part of the community as well. They, they live and work here and they too might have been yeah. impacted. And so um, just because you might not be your co-worker, maybe. And so you want to make sure that you're mm -hmm. able to have some of that coverage for them. Yeah. I mean, I think they were encouraging people. I think a lot of people were just not listening. So um, Ralston is thanking um, Kenneth Bryan for his um, speech and transparency. Lots of people binging up CUC. The irony is not lost on us. Julie says, ah, life is a Lulu. Just last week, we were tearing up CUC. Now this week, we're praising them. Hail up to CUC. Uh, you know what? I always say after Hurricane Ivan, I really had a newfound appreciation for CUC, when those generators are going in the middle of the night and I couldn't sleep, and I just, I'm like, oh my God, just to have AC again, just to have power again. So, listen, it is what it is. Um, we appreciate CUC for sure during times like this. And, um, you know, really big um, shout out to CUC because um, I was hoping we could get them on the program this morning, but, you know, they were out uh, fairly early yesterday assessing the situation and trying to see how quickly they could get power back on. Uh, like I said, I'm aware some of you are still without power. Some of you, it took about 24 hours um, to get you back, um, you know, fully operational. We came on yesterday, I think it was about um, like around, like it, it, it flashed on 
maybe after six or seven briefly, not even a full minute. And then it went back out. So I thought, okay, that's hope because I know that on our road, someone had reported seeing down power lines. So I thought, well, for them to even get any, even just testing it, I thought that that was hopeful uh, that meant that we'd get power back on last night. And sure enough, by about, I think 11 o'clock or so, um, Lower Valley area had power. But there's some people still in Newlands, um, you know, different pockets in Georgetown, West Bay, that didn't have power. But you know what? I think it's fair to say that CUC staff have been working around the clock. And that means that they are not with their families. So let's remember that CUC employs 99 or 98% you Caymanians. Know, and those people are out uh, making sure that the rest of us get power. They're not with their families. So there's a lot to be said um, for the hard work that they do put in. And I there think are certain that, yeah. heroes when it comes to working very Restoring, hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, you see, I, I will say that they are very, they're very, very good at doing this type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and, and they are doing it, I'm sure, as fast as possible. They work through the night. Um, I, I'll tell you a, a story, um, and, and it goes to um the importance of, of the one keeping employees safe but as well as the the, the, the power of you of the utilities um during hurricane irma um i was um at the emergency operations center because it was impacting the county i was in and um we had low profile vehicles running medical calls because the winds were too high for the big ambulances to be running calls and we had a very critically ill patient that was taken to a hospital um in the middle of the storm um, and a police vehicle because police crews become the, the, the period of paramedics and, and they were en route to the hospital, dropped off the patient and on the way back to base. And a light pole just happened to snap and fell on top of a police car with the transformers right next to it. And he's sending pictures to us and asking us to pass on well wishes to his wife and families. And it was a very emotional moment. Mm -hmm. Wow. The sheriff, uh, Grady Judd, very famous sheriff in Polk County, um, he was yelling at the utility company, please send your crews to, to go mm -hmm. rescue this individual, uh, rescue the paramedic and his deputy. Um, but again, it was just too unsafe to do so. The mm -hmm. power company was, you know, they, they wanted to, but at the same time, they understood the winds were too strong. And there's nothing they could do. They just have to wait it out. I'll just fast forward and ultimately they were saved the winds were dropped down to just enough for them to be able to get out there to kill mm -hmm. the power here in the states they don't kill the power um unlike in Cayman, they, they automatically stop chipping things to save the, the integrity of the system here they'll just keep that thing on until something blows it down and so you know it was energized but they were able to get it killed and, and those those guys live but um it, it's just the work that they do um is is very it, it's so important um, yeah. and, and it's very, very technical and, um, you, you cannot be out there in high winds to try to protect your electricity to stay on at all times. So, you know, people are saying sometimes, oh, see, you see, they don't take forever. Listen, that's a very technical job. You have to be extremely, um, safe when doing it. And, and safety is ultimately the first thing that they have to do. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, unfortunately I've just gotten worried that they are obviously very, very busy, um, and no one will be able to come on this morning, but um, they will continue to to send us updates in terms of um, you know where they're at with their current um, restoration. We have to power. get things so, on. Yeah, 
And yeah. they do have that dashboard. Is that being updated or, or that's kind of delayed? But online, I think it's as updated as probably can be. Um, I don't necessarily know what system they use uh, per se to, um, to update it if it's an automated thing, but I'm aware that it's probably fairly accurate. Yeah, see, and um, this, this so, goes yeah. back to having that joint information center. You have a liaison for all of the, the partners, and they're all communicating to that one source that's pushing out that information in a unified way. So we have 2,000 people out of power. Okay, you don't have to be the messenger on it because you're all coming out from the same source. Hazard Management or Cayman Islands Government Facebook page, they'll send that update to everyone. News will get it at the same time. The media will put, start putting that information out. That will be the source. Tell everybody if you want your official sources or these Facebook pages and the Facebook pages are being updated at the same time. I mean, we have tools that could automatically hit one button and it goes to whichever Facebook pages, but you tell everyone, go to these ones to get the official sources. Um, and again, if you don't have time to write the, pre the traditional press release, which is kind of a thing of the past nowadays, um, just need to keep people informed and, and, and in a unified way, work together, communicate together so everyone's on the same page. No one's getting old information or misinformation and it lowers the disinformation that's going out to the public because John or Suze or Larry out there saying this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right, folks, a big shout out to um, CUC. Um, we did see a message earlier from Nasaria suggesting that can we mulch these trees because obviously we can have an abundance of trees um being you know um they're down so what else are you going to do with them and she's saying listen instead of hauling them off to the dump can we make use of them and yeah. uh, try to see if we can mulch them which i think is a fantastic idea and kenneth said um, that's exactly the plan he said what they plan on doing is they want it there so they can take it and mulch it down and then give it to the farmers and probably others um, because it's going to be a lot of mulch. So um, that is definitely one of the things Kenneth um, did highlight when he yeah. did his little talk just a moment ago. So Nasaria, that, that is one of the things that looks like it's going to be done. Yeah, so Louis reminds us of the amateur radio communi community. Um, I don't hear much from them. I don't know how to even reach them. Do we, do we dial in at a particular frequency or how does that work? Um, I think people have a perception, Louis, that they're just a bunch of old geezers in their 80s with nothing else to do. But if they're offering a valuable service, then certainly I think they need to inform people of that and get the word out there. I do know um, they were very essential during Ivan. Yes. They assisted yes. significantly when communications went down. And um, because of those old school ways that still work yeah. today and will always, always work. Right. Um, they they are um, they were very essential in some of the initial communication following Ivan. I remember having some of uh, some conversations with the old timers and stuff. And um, mm -hmm. there's actually a guy that is in Polk County. He it works for our emergency management radio communications, and he was actually he actually came down to assist as well um, with, with rebuilding some of the infrastructure and providing some help. Um, so yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so another thing that is trending this morning on social media is the situation with the gates at Vala. So at least 400 people um, are locked in. I know some of you have no sympathy for them. I see a lot of your comments saying, who cares? Um, you know, they're, they're, a, you know, um, I guess the community that we see is sort of um, 
upper class and um but still uh 400 people locked in is never a good thing uh for emergency even just for emergency purposes if, if emergency personnel needed to get in there obviously that was not going to happen so someone just sent the following messages let me just share a couple of these um hi ladies in particular those who live in vela uh, does anyone know if there's a Facebook group for people who live in Vela? So they're even wondering how do we communicate with each other, which is quite interesting. Uh, communications within complexes, I think, is really important. It's, I'm surprised that they don't have a WhatsApp group or Facebook group or something already. But there you go. This this sort of points out some of the holes um, in the way in which we live. And someone goes on to say, wondering if that's the easiest way to get updates about the gates working again. Uh, and then we see another message here says, good morning, lovely ladies. Um, I know everyone is dealing with issues after the storm, but I'm looking to find someone who can deal with a rejected application to travel to Cayman. So somebody else now uh, trying to concern themselves about, you know, border control and how they get in and out. Um, I think the reason this was sent to me is someone is saying, you know, why on earth are people, uh, there's, this, there's this feeling, which is a totally different conversation, that there's a lot of work permits that are being approved um, during COVID. And of course, you know, the government says, listen, folks, it's no different than what would have been in place before COVID. You have to obviously um, go through the application process and criteria. And if there's no one who's applying and, you know, eligible for those positions, I suppose the work permit system will continue to, to oil its own wheels. But um, what do you make of the situation in Vela, uh, Kevin? A, a private complex, obviously. Both mm -hmm. gates apparently sustained some damage. There's only two ways in and out of the complex. And um, we had some, let me see if I can pull up the um, photo of that. But we had um, basically footage of these individuals being um, stuck in their own complex and unable to get out. So here's a post that went up. So just wanted to do a post here about Vela. Over 400 residents in this complex and both gates are broken and shut. The wheels have completely smashed and even with 20 plus guys trying to lift and move, they're just not budging. Well, one thing for sure is they're good sturdy gates, <laughs> if nothing else. Uh, not sure what the property manager or who the property manager is, but what an incredible oversight. These gates should have been left open from the start, if there is or was a need for emergency or medical evacuation, everyone is screwed. What's your take on this, uh, Kevin? It's a scary situation for those folks because now they're stuck there. It's very unfortunate, but it certainly does happen um, everywhere, not just in Cayman. So um, I, I guess this is one of the things is now they know not uh, what not to do when, when they have a, a storm or yeah. hurricane um, that, that is there. In fact, um, that, that's an area I probably might have been not so comfortable in because it's so close to the coast, right there on the sea. If, if, I remember, if I'm thinking of the correct location, I think the water is right, the sea's right in the back, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, but yeah, um, imagine worst case scenario. Remember, I'm a doomsday planner. Mm -hmm. um, imagine us having a very bad hurricane or, or some bad surge and they needed to evacuate, like people during Ivan had to get out of the house because the sea came in and then those gates didn't open, the outcome would not have been very favorable. It would have been a very bad outcome, unfortunately. So this is, again, a good lesson to learn to improve your plans for the future. That's what I have to say on that. Yeah. Um, Carol says that there might be a side gate 
um, that people can access. I'm not too sure about how well um, that will be working. Um, and uh, I guess we'll find out here shortly. Sue says that the radio communication was poor because her husband, again, was attempting to um, find things out. All old news. And yes, Blake was annoyed when he tried to help a lot. I, so, did, see, um, I did see a lot of messages that I think Radio Cayman was down for some time. I, I, I uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know to be honest because I, I yeah. wouldn't have been listening to Radio Cayman, yeah. unfortunately. But. There, there were there were some messages that I saw on social media saying mm. that they were down. Um, oh, and, really? And again, yeah, and I would love to. And I, I thought that they were trying to do a. Um, I saw something where they were trying to do like a live stream to kind of keep people updated, like on social media and stuff as well. I think it was a collaboration between Radio Cayman and GIS, but. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that didn't happen. I don't know. Yeah, I, I just um, I'm looking back on Facebook now, real quick to see if I, I see it on their Facebook page because I remember. Mm -hmm. hmm. Interesting. Um, which is a little scary to know because radio tends to be more reliable and. Yeah, maybe not anymore. I don't know. But it it certainly does happen. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, um, yep, the regiment was definitely um, out in full force yesterday. Um, there are some street signs, by the way, that are out. So even today, folks, as you traverse, uh, let me just say that all government will be opening at one o'clock. So if you work for government, that includes um, SEMA. Um, I think they've sent out a notification for all their staff to please report into work. Um, government is officially opening back up at, uh, at 1 p.m. today. So folks, you know, um, make sure that you're aware of that. They closed yesterday. I think there was some indication that they may have been trying to reopen at some point early this morning, um, but they pushed it back until 1 p.m. just to give people an opportunity to, I guess, sort out if you're a civil servant to sort out, the, you know, the bits and pieces and your personal life first. And um, they're saying that any civil servant offering non-essential services who needs to address personal circumstances impacting their work were requested to contact their managers early as possible ahead of tomorrow's 1 p.m. opening. So in other words, folks, if you are expected to show up to work um, and you're not able to do so, please contact your respective department heads so that they're aware of what's going on. Odell weighs in in the gated community. He says they, they have robust drug use behind those gates and they're protected by gates, just one of the class privileges of the system. Yeah. Um, Al says the irony of things, trying to keep others out, uh, keeping you in at the same time. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess it is what it is. On the one hand, I think, Kevin, you mm -hmm. know, had they left the gates open and say, say it was a lot worse of a storm, like after Ivan, we did see some people going around um, looting and that sort of yeah. thing. The argument would have been like, well, why didn't somebody close the gates? You know, why are we letting looters in? So I think there's always, you know, you have to be flexible during situations yeah. like this. I don't necessarily, you know, I think if you live in a gated community, you pay a price for that. Um, and it is what it is. Um, and I guess this is one of the downsides of living in a gated community. It is. Miss uh, mm -hmm. Morna says, um, when it comes on speaking your own opinion about politics, I haven't seen Miss Sabrina Turner checking up on her people in prospect after the storm. One thing I must say is that Mr. Austin Harris, he would have already reached his people in prospect. I could count on him and things like that, but should, but, but should is maybe so is life. 
Um, well, folks, you know, the government's response to um, this situation, both individually and collectively, because this is now a collective situation without a doubt, um, will impact, um, you know, I, I guess y'all need to remember what your thoughts are in four years time is all I can tell you. <laughs> you know, they're still, they're still fairly new and they still have a lot of time to get it together. But I think, you know, during disasters, people like to hear from their MPs and Kenneth Bryan, kudos for him. He's already saying, guys, meet me at my office later on this afternoon at the Gen Georgetown Central community, and I will be there. Now, let me be fair to the PAC government because they do have an announcement that they sent out from the premier's office this morning, and that came out quite early, in fact. Um, let me just see if I can pull it up here. And while you're pulling it up, yes, Radio Cayman was down. They said on their Facebook page oh. yesterday at 9.24, and it wasn't completely down. said Radio Cayman is experiencing technical issues on 89.9 FM, but all mm. programming and news can be heard on our sister station, Breeze 105.3 FM, or you can stream live from our website. So again, streaming live might not have helped for those who might need the radio, Right. Um, but they did have the option of going to Breeze 105.3 FM. Um, but of course, you would not have necessarily know that if, um, unless you're just really scrolling through trying to pick up any station after a while. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it, it's, you know, but with any storm, it's possible. Communications is one of those things. Um, you know, each member of our community do need to always think of backup ways. I do think Kima needs to definitely look into um, making sure we finalize whatever that needs to happen on some sort of backup mm -hmm. disaster communication. Those things do exist. We have them here. Um, you know, when your TV or radio gets interrupted, mm -hmm. um, you know, this broadcast, this is a, t a test of the, our national broadcast system mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, sometimes they send out very um, urgent alerts. If we have an amber alert here, I don't think Cayman has an amber alert system. But mm -hmm. if they have an Amber Alert type of thing, they could send it through that channel as well. Right. Just so our cell phones blow up when yeah. we have an Amber Alert issued here. Everyone's yeah. phone is just... Is this on Facebook that you're showing us here now? That this is, is Yeah, me? that's their Facebook page. Okay. I, I noticed uh, only one person liked it. I wonder how many people that actually reached. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Obviously, we don't have analytics, but they do have good, a decent following on their Facebook page. Yeah. But this is their... Um, post and they they were actually posting on, on a number of things on, yeah. their, on their Facebook page just like you and everyone else yeah um you know but uh for mm -hmm. again I'm thinking of the old timers um they're yeah. they're the ones who definitely need to um be able to have some sort of way to hear the updates so yes all right well let's see what the um, government is saying this morning um folks this is a um press statement that has come out for immediate release um, from the government. I actually need to send this. And big shout out, by the way, I must say that obviously communications was um, a big thing. And I was so thankful yesterday from my perspective um, to actually have uh, Renee, who, as you guys know, is sort of a regional correspondent. She's in um, the Miami area and she was able to keep uh, CMR afloat, at least on her website, because I know that a lot of people overseas in particular would have been reading the website yesterday, trying to figure out what was going on and trying to keep up to date. So at some point um, later in the afternoon, we were having like intermittent uh, internet service. It was a bit hard to do a live stream, but um, you know, I was able to send her stuff to post up. Like at one point I couldn't even do social media postings and I would just, I was still able to WhatsApp 
kind of, it took a few minutes to go through, but, you know, I was able to send her um, some correspondence to then post up and forward her, you know, the emails and stuff that we were getting. So a lot of the, the stories yesterday, I must say, um, if I could just show you, let me just see here. A lot of the um, the stories definitely, um, let's go to our Facebook page here. So a lot of the stuff that we had up um, on Facebook and even on the website, you will see was coming directly um, from Renee. So big shout out to Renee. As they say, it's the teamwork that makes the dream work. Um, so she was instrumental yesterday in getting a lot of our messages up so that we could... Um, you know, communicate with people as much as possible. So th there was my, by the way, check out what I Your did birthday. in my gas stove. That was my birthday breakfast and lunch, <laughs> you lunch. know, and what, what I did for dinner, well, I had it so late as breakfast, it was kind of like a combo meal. But what I did um, later on in the evening is um, I, I put on the stove again and I combined the tomatoes with the um, sausages because I had made enough of both. And so it became like a potluck meal. And I tell you what, it was really delicious. I must say myself. And, you know, got to have my planting. Y'all know how much I love planting. And on my birthday, uh, that's a real treat. But, yeah, Renee was putting up a lot of these things. Um, you know, there was a fire, by the way, a vehicular fire yesterday on Walker's Road. Um, so all these stories that you guys would have seen, for example, this one here. Uh, let me just increase the size a little bit. About um, CUC, you know, having... Um, over 28,000 people without power was up to really just give people, um, cause I had a lot of people messaging, you know, I've got family in Cayman, what's going on. They really, uh, wanted to know what was happening. So she was incredibly instrumental in getting all the stories on the website. And then, um, there were times like, I think I posted this one. Yeah. Sandy Hill, but there were times when she was actually posting, um, directly on social media as well because I couldn't even get access to so the police was issuing notices about, listen, stay try to stay road. off the roads as much as possible. So we were sharing this reached over 4,200 people. Um, so as much as possible, we were, you know, trying to keep our lines of communication open because we were very much aware that people are relying on us both locally and overseas uh, to know what's happening and, you know, what is going on. So, um, they had initially said the all clear was going to be delayed because I think initially they were saying maybe after two o'clock or so. So that was delayed until 6 p.m. Yeah. So again, yeah, I, getting... I think that was a smart thing on their end because I was watching, yeah. I remember I was, I pulled up the, and I said, and it, it might be the next update, but I was looking, I said, well, there's some, some, still some squally weather that's kind of on the tail end. You know, the back end of the storm has a lot of stuff. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, it was a very smart decision. I'm glad that they did it um, yeah. because I, I do think, you know, you needed to, to keep that in place a little longer. The sister islands, again, they were, they were really out of the woods by that point, but Grand Cayman did yeah. have a threat. And so that was a very good decision um, that they made. So here's one person commenting, Andre says, any plans to drive around and report the completely destruction of the power grid that justifies CUC's electric outage? Well, that's not what happened at all. And um, that wasn't a story about the civil service remaining closed. So it wasn't really relevant to that story. But um, we did do a service provider update to let people know um, what all the different service providers were saying at the time. So, you know, Water Authority had issued um, notices about low water pressure in Lower Valley and Redgate pump houses. 
um, but they said that their distribution system was okay and they might experience light water pressure, but other than that, um, they should be fine. Phone and data services, so flow fiber outage along Queens Highway, suspected break in the cable, two cell um, sites were down and two um, SNANS, whatever that is, were down on Queens Highway as well. So um, I think that that was impacting their service because, uh, you know, we were on Flow. And by the way, I want to do a big shout out to Flow um, because of them, we were able to, um, you know, live stream some of the later shows that we had. So Digicel Mobile service was down in the Savannah area. Voice Network, I said, was still up. And multiple site outages in town and all throughout Eastern districts. C3 was operating on generator power. Um, network links were functional, but some customers have no service due to a power outage. Um, and then, of course, CUC being the bigger one, had major outages island-wide. No power to the substations right now. And um, this is not necessarily an indication of widespread damage, just that there are system-wide instances of faults. And I must say that as soon as we received um, the word from CUC that they, in fact, had no um, major damage to report and they would start um, getting people back online, I think that that was um, extremely important. So, you know, we had a story, I think another update from CUC in relation to that, that would have been on the website as well. Um, and then of course this last one is that they were starting to restore power and the government would be opening again um, at one o'clock. So yeah, I mean, you know, we were doing our best. And again, I want to big a give a really huge shout out to Renee for being instrumental in this process of just ensuring that we were getting the word out there on our website because a lot of overseas interests were very, very concerned about what was going on. So let's just look um, at this press release that came out this morning. We received it shortly after, I think, 6 a.m., uh, 6.22 a.m. from the PAC government, from the Premier's office. And um, this is from Ms. Tammy Chisholm, who is the, um, she is the secretary, the press secretary for the government, um, press secretary to the Premier, I should say. And so she's in charge of communications coming out of his office. Um, the, by the way, just as a, a little joke, this was the job that the progressives was telling people that I was going to be getting, silly people. So the same people, ironically, that they had hired to do it for them, um, Tammy, has remained in the job. So it's kind of funny. Um, so here we go, folks. Emergency meeting this morning, which we just heard from Kenneth, of all the PAC members, as well as he said the opposition is going to be included in this at the government admin building. Oh, that was Wednesday night to discuss the impact of um, Hurricane Grace. Uh, at the meeting, the MPs considered the following. So reports from National Emergency Services, feedback from many residents across the island and their own observations deprived from their respective constituency tours and engagements. Um, assessments of damages is still ongoing, but the PAC government have agreed to do the following. And I think this is good for people to know. Approve funds to assist with the cleanup of various constituencies. Uh, provide funding to assist with necessary housing repairs. And provide funds and services to farmers that may have been adversely affected. Because, of course, we are all sitting back thinking that our foliage at home, you know, would have been um, taken out of commission. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, um, farmers would likewise have been severely impacted with this. Maybe they've lost their entire crops and that sort of thing. I remember the last storm, a lot of people from farmers, I saw backyard farmers and regular farmers mm -hmm. were just actually posting on their pages that they've lost a whole lot. 
And you got to understand that this system was way, way worse than that one. So imagine the loss that they have. So yes, um, that, that is tragic because that's the, the livelihood. And, you know, you plant a seed today don't mean you're going to get your crop tomorrow. It's going to take a while to recover. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so they're saying that it was essential for my team to meet as quickly as possible to get an update on damages resulting from grace. This is from Mr. Panton, Premier Panton, and to agree on the best way forward in returning your islands to some level of normalcy. Um, while I'm pleased that there was no reported injuries or loss of life, I'm saddened to hear that many residents had damage to properties and my government remains people driven, um, it says remains people driving. I think she meant to say driven. Uh, and it was important to expeditiously approve a series of measures to help our people. And I've asked my cabinet colleagues to take immediate steps in order to implement agreed solutions to help our communities. So he went on to um, praise the diligence of his team, uh, saying that he's extremely pleased with their performance, that leading up to the storm, members were out and about uh, personally helping constituents. They helped secure homes, worked with the National Rose Authority to um, clear drains with uh, well late into the night and that he was pleased with their performance after the storm thus far as well. So again, the PAC caucus um, all registered their gratitude to the efforts of the hazard management, Cayman Islands team, Cayman Islands regiment, RCIPS, PWD, which is Public Works, and the National Woods Authority, Fire Service, Cadet Corps, and countless public servants and volunteers um, for their service during this trying time. So, of course, we have to remember, Kevin, that this is a collective effort. Yes. I mean, there are a lot of people, a lot of moving parts to this mm -hmm. um, that are so important. So I know, for example, Alric Lindsay was sending out photos and stuff ahead of the storm on Tuesday, showing what his team was actually up to and what they were doing. Um, just as a note, there was a fire yesterday in Bodden Town. Unfortunately, I had gotten word as the fire was happening and I was not able to, um, to bring up the, um, the footage of it because things were just so crazy. I, you know, the person was like, I'm sitting here watching this fire, but I can't send you any footage because it was just that crazy. Right. So, um, we do have, I'm just trying to see where I might've saved it this morning. We do have some fire or, or, or vegetation fire. It was a house fire. Mm. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, but we do have some footage of that somewhere here that has finally. And, and um, it goes to, I mean, one of the things we strongly discourage, and this is a culture change for me because back home, you know, you always will have your candles and stuff. Here, um, that, especially because I was working in fire rescue in my previous job, that was um, highly, highly, highly discouraged. Um, because you go sleep, you have the candle lit, all sorts of mm. bad things could happen. Even the little, you know, candle lamps, they always say battery-operated lanterns um, because mm. of the fire risk. Now, I'm not sure if that's what happened here. I'm just, just yeah. thinking, these are some of the messages that um, should be going out um, to the community um, pre- and post-storm um, to make sure people are, are, you may not necessarily think of it, because, I, again, I grew up, thinking it was okay to have a bunch of candles inside the house. Mm -hmm. And when the light goes out, you start lighting your candles. Well, I learned here yeah. that that's a bad thing because we actually got data here. We were very data-driven with certain things. And, and that's one of the things. We we could have percentages of the increased amount of, of house fires as a result of candles. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so here it is. 
So again, you know, at a time when emergency services would have been quite busy. Um, yeah. They were having to deal with the South Fire and everybody on the street, yeah. See man there. In them jackets alone. In them shots. Mama can send jacket my fire services. Mama can see a Um and then there was another video here of pretty much again. Street festive to the fire. services. Watch ya. I bet you some of them are fast people. Watch ya. One, two, three. So police obviously were there, fire rescue, um, and uh, the neighbors giving their observations. I don't know what's going on. What's the fast people watch? No, it's like when you first say, no, that's how I'm putting your funny guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Edit it. You wrote it on black panel and then you go down there and turn to come back out. Jesus, please, man. Because we see police come out with the fire extinguisher, and they go by. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, yes, folks, we got some some first-hand reports there of what was happening. Uh, Barbara says Radio Cayman was down in Gilbert, Ivan, and now Grace. Does no one make sure they're able to broadcast in hurricane conditions? Uh I don't know. I can't speak to what they've got going on. Leroy thinks it's old equipment and old tower. I mean, obviously their governments, you know, their government owned radio stations. So I would have thought that um, they would probably have the latest available equipment, but I cannot speak to that personally. So I, I just don't know. Good morning to Ingrid. Uh, Ms. Vernita's here says, thank God for his grace and mercy. Good morning, Sue. Um, says you gave us all the news you could, but then the phone died and data costs so much. By the way, let me do a, a shameless plug at this time for Flow. Um, folks, you know that they, they are sponsoring, not this live stream, but they actually sponsor like when we go on the road. Um, we started partnering with them as sort of like an ambassador. They're sponsoring those for us. And, um, you know, data was having problems, but let me let me say this, Miss Sue, they do have, and you should probably look into this, a, an available um, family plan that actually um, has unlimited data. So it's times like this that you appreciate not having limitations and you might not be able to get online to top up your phone, all that sort of thing. Um, having unlimited data is probably the way to go, um, <laughs> you know, that you don't have to worry about it. Uh, so yes, consider looking at those options. Again, this was, um, this storm was a rude awakening for all of us to really get her ish together. You know, I now have my to-do list and my plan of the things. I, I was scrambling. I mean, listen, charging up your devices um, ahead of the storm is really, really important. But then I realized that I don't have as many backup um, devices as I thought. So I have a lot of, I have a lot of devices, a lot of equipment, multiple mobile phones, so at one point I went in the car yesterday and I was like charging stuff from the car, which I should not have had to do. Um, it was in the evening, so it's quite, 
you know, the storm has pretty much passed by then. But I'm even looking at, you know, some of my backup devices are not strong enough to power a laptop, for example. So now I need to look at some of those things as well. So make your list, folks. You should be walking away from this um, storm having learned something. Just like now. the government needs to do the action, action report, you need to do yeah. your own personal after action examination of what you need to do just like you know you said you got your list Sandra. that's very good everyone needs to do the same exact thing where did damage occur what do i need what did i not have what i didn't have what i should have what it would have made me more yeah. comfortable ask yourself a lot of these questions and and again um it's just going to make the next time it happens a lot easier for you um and again no two storms are exactly the same but there yeah. are some basic things that will always stay consistent um and and making sure you pre-plan plan ahead just going to make it much better. Yeah, for sure. Um, let me just see here, folks. Uh, we've got uh, Ms. Morta saying that she's going to move. She said, my hat's off to Mr. Kenneth Bryan. More power to him. I'm going to move to Georgetown East. Well, you'd be making you'd be making a mistake there, Morna, if you move to Georgetown East, because Kenneth is not the MP for Georgetown East. So <laughs> who would she be getting? Who's the MP? That's a progressive member. So maybe you don't want to move to Georgetown East. Kenneth is Georgetown Central, honey. So make sure if you're going to go to all that trouble to move for a good MP, you actually <laughs> you actually move in the right direction. Um, so Miss Sue says, thank God for those two or one gas ring cookers. Really helped us to cook, uh, to get our tea, coffee. So hard to find them in the stores now. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know so much about what's what's available in terms of those things but like i said i got myself a gas stove and i was so thankful yesterday and you know what um big shout out to my husband because you know when it comes to a lot of the appliances i'm just like just turn it on and it should work but he was like okay this is what you need to do and and i saw another lady messaging she doesn't have a husband and she's like i have a gas stove but can it work without electricity because you know the the igniters work through electricity but yes there is a way to safely ignite a gas stove without electricity but you need to know how to do that in advance of the storm because during grace you can't be calling somebody and be like come over and show me how to ignite this thing so he had a lighter sounds like um, a home gas segment sandra yes <laughs> i know i'm going to talk to those guys at home gas how to ignite your uh your I saw your propane one the little small you know gas grill type one now you yeah how to light your gas stove yep. properly Exactly. Um, but listen, you know, sometimes you just want a little bit of um, comfort during the storm and having a nice warm cooked meal uh, really hits the spot. I'm telling you, I, I was like just being able to sit down and eat that meal and offer my daughter like you want some sausages. Um, she doesn't eat a whole lot, but, you know, she's like, yeah, OK, I'll have some sausages. Um, funny enough, I'm not sure she's really for me because the child doesn't like plantains. I'm like, what? How can you not like plantains? <laughs> so Paul joining us from Bermuda um, says, in Bermuda, the government has an emergency broadcasting station that operates on a certain frequency during the storm to give updates. Um, I think that's supposed to be Radio Cayman for us, but, you know. And I remember, I mean, my, my brain doesn't fully remember all the details, but I remember that they were working or they had something that was supposed to be set up for. You yeah, know, that's that still soon come, child. Oh, no. Is one of those soon comes and, and yeah. this, never come uh, that's yeah. unfortunate because it's needed it's certainly needed 
Um, yeah, I mean, they, they're still working on it. They claim that they could keep testing it. That's Offreg that's in charge of that. So you know how right. that goes. I remember even um, when McCleary Frederick, I think, was, he, I remember him doing a press conference on it a while back. I mean, this is probably six, seven plus years ago. For, yeah. Maybe longer. It might be even longer than that. I remember mentioning it. <laughs> oh, bless Offreg's heart. Um, Soka says a few days ago, farmers threatened war with the parrots. A bigger war has come his way. Not like he hasn't shot hundreds over the years. Oh my gosh, that's horrible. Um, Evelyn says, yep, she doesn't like candles. Ingrid says she thinks it was a lightning strike in a backyard shed. Completely wow. possible, yeah. completely possible. We have that here daily um, during the summertime in Florida where yeah. they either cause a grass fire or a structure fire. So Perla talking about candles. Um, back to your point, Kevin, I think this is a wonderful opportunity now for the government and different agencies to send out uh, these well-placed messages about pre-storm safety, during the storm safety, and post-storm safety. Carla, mm -hmm. one of the issues with, with candles um, outside of the, the fire um, at risk is the fact that um, you're also inhaling those fumes in an enclosed area. So you might think that a fire is a, a, a candle is the safest way to go. But when you are enclosed and you can't open a window and you can't circulate air, um, all that soot and stuff is actually going to your lungs. So it's not as healthy as you think. And, and additionally, when you're around um, a fire, oh, sorry, when you when you have a, a candle in your home, really and truly, if you have that burning, you're supposed to be watching it. If you walk off to the next room, if you have a pet, what if that pet knocks it over? Or what if something falls down on top of it. I mean, we've had a lot of fires here in Florida because of that very reason, which is why all of our fire rescue um, divisions throughout the state and even around the nation, they all say do not use any candles, use battery operated devices. Um, get a flashlight, meaning we have batteries, always have that part of your disaster kit, have lanterns in every room if you need, but um, don't use candles, it's not a good yeah. idea. I agree. So, um, Kevin, we have a lot of people who are um, enjoying your presence on the show. They're saying that you're so sweet. <laughs> um, I should say that um, that's that's from a married woman. So hopefully she doesn't mean it any other way. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Kevin's a breakout star of, of grace. Um, Patricia, yes, he's Georgetown Central. Irvlin says she needs a good power bank. Irvlin, I am likewise uh, looking at some options, uh, probably in Amazon a little bit later on today, that um, will assist me. In, uh, in inverters are also very useful as well. Um, and yes. then you've got stuff that you can plug into your car, cigarette lighter that yep. can convert you to some power. So gonna, if you um, yes. run out of um, electricity, um, you could at least, and in your cars, uh, of course, after the storm, not doing it, but after the storm, when things are safe. And we should do product reviews, um, yeah. Kevin, <laughs> but, but let me share one that I do have here, um, that helped power my laptop. So let me show this to you guys. I don't know when I bought this. I'm always buying these things. And my husband's always like, if you buy one more gadget around one the more toy to play with, <laughs> but th this is quite heavy. This could knock somebody out. It's like really got some weight to it. But this is by a company. It looks like it's Novu or something. But um, this actually has, I'm going to show this to you guys, the um, plug there. We actually have one that works in the car and it has um, similar, it has two of these and we've had it for many, many years. I think we need to replace it now. But um, so you can plug in like a regular uh, plug. So that's what we did with the laptop. And then it has 
a USB-A, USB Type-C, and then this is the power input here, which I'm going to I'm gonna charge this up. The thing with these is you got to make yeah, sure that they- to hold up a little bit more because it's kind of off camera, so I don't think everyone can kind of oh, see- Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, so here it is. It's got a couple connections on there, including, um, oops, including one of those. And then, um, so you can power, even when it's not plugged in, this is, you know, storing reserve power. Let me see if I can just put this a little bit. There we go. Um, so it's, it's got some reserve power to it. And then you can plug in at least one USB-C, one USB. Um, and then if you need this one for like a laptop and stuff like that, um, you can get that going as well. Things like laptops do take a little bit more power, folks, than things like your phone. Um, so I would highly recommend this. And I'm going to show you guys another one that, um, give me one second. I thought that we had given some of these away during the giveaways, but I'm not sure if we did. But this is where, again, so that you don't have a million cables, because I know some of y'all have multiple phones and that sort of thing. You know the ones, Kevin, that have more than one prong on it. So uh, let me see if I can actually find one. Oh, gosh. I feel like I need to order some more of these because these are so handy. But it's like a four-in-one charger, basically. So I have two um, for the iPhone plug. And then I have – I'm going to just plug – I can't plug this one out completely, but I've got one here um, in my office. I'm just going to show it's you guys. A or something. It takes it from one and Yes. One. So you see, this is like four-in-one. One plug leads back, obviously, so it's USB. But um, so then I can plug this into the backup piece there. But I have, let me tell you what plugs I've got here. Two for iPhone, which is good because we have a lot of iPhone, Apple devices. I've got a USB-C, which is like a lot of the newer devices are using those. And then one is, um, what's the Android port called again? I am. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, this was one of those Amazon COVID purchases that has worked out really, really well. It's threaded. It's like a good quality. And um, they last. What can I tell you? So start thinking, folks, about some of those things um, in preparation for the next storm. So Irvlin has said, I need a better option. Um, you know, Perla's talk about lighting a candle at night. Uh, they do create their own heat. So that's something to take into consideration. I think those um, lamps are a lot safer. Um, and they would not create the same type of heat and, and change the atmosphere necessarily of the home. Yeah, the soot coming off of that thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you know, many years ago, I, I started reconsidering, because I love scented candles, but I started really thinking closely about burning them because of the soot. The um, soy candles, I think, are better. But mm. you know what I now do, because um, I still like the room of a candle, is I will just use a plate warmer. They have a like, candle warmers. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a little bit better because at least it's not a direct burn. And then there's some people that, you know, buy, you know, people that make candles and stuff and there, mm -hmm. there are carcinogens inside there that you, you don't know what they put inside that thing. Yeah. I mean, it's not regulated if you're buying it. And, and, and I hate to, to try to say that because I know some people, that's their livelihood. That's the little, the little hustle making those things. But um, maybe if you have them, it shouldn't be within a close, close proximity and, um, you know, I'm not anti-candle, but I am, um, you got to be very smart when you use them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's, uh, again, some things to, um, to think about. 
So make sure folks that you're considering all of these elements for your revised um, storm preparedness plan. Uh, I also noticed that my uh, medication, you all know that, that I take a little blood pressure tablet show. Um, so that was, I think I had like a five day supply and I was thinking, ooh, you know, I probably should have had more than That's five days on hand. That's supposed to be going out to remind people. Now here, what they do, our state certain general will sign a, a emergency order to allow for prescriptions to be filled for up to a month. Um, and so that waives any um, refill requirements to allow pharmacies to fill your prescription for a longer period. So you always have an extra supply on hand. Should the event be bad and you can't get your medication. Um, mm -hmm. Something for Cayman to probably think about in public health. Um, because again, we don't want people going about their medication, not to mention that say, okay, I'm okay after the storm, but I'm, I'm running low or whatever, and things are not okay for everyone else. Um, yeah. You don't need to be in the mix of everyone else going there as well too. So, yeah. yeah. And uh, shout out to the HSA because you know that they do offer um, a WhatsApp option now as a result of COVID. So you can send in your prescription um, refill requests via WhatsApp. So Lenny says that she suffers from migraines and can't have scented candles with dim flicker um, because that will trigger migraine. Have had this happen during a storm and it's not fun. Oh, yeah. So get a lantern, no candles. Yep, exactly. And, and they don't take a um, whole lot of battery power. They last a very long time. They're, no, so, yeah, it's just a, a much better investment. So Levita says, uh, big up to all the people who hungry almost killed yesterday. Um, yeah, y'all, uh, listen, don't, don't be going, don't be starving. There's no need for it. Um, folks, again, you just got to plan ahead a little bit. Um, you know, Smith Barkadier got a hit by the way. And, uh, in fact, I am, uh, looking at some photos. Someone jokingly said, um, that this is what, uh, Smith Barkadier looks like Kurt Tibbis and Barbara got their hands on it. <laughs> Oh my God. People are rotten. <laughs> you guys are funny though. I must tell you, even, even in the midst of a storm, <laughs> they are cracking jokes. Um, but let me show you guys again. Uh, one of the reasons why I'm sharing some of these photos, I'm hoping that this will um, deter people from feeling like they have to go see it themselves. But yeah, oh my gosh, Smith Barkadier took a licking. Wow. Lots of trees. So remember they were going to clear out all the trees and all that good stuff. Well, they won't have to do that anymore. <laughs> the trees are now gone. Um, let me show you guys exactly uh, what we're looking at here, folks. Um, well, that was a funny comment. I must say made me chuckle. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, you people are just not easy. Can y'all just try to behave? <laughs> Look at that. Woo. There's more. Um, Mm -mm. Yes, and it's unfortunate because, I mean, some of these trees might have been there a really long time. Look at that one, completely uprooted. Um, and you can't really replace a tree like that so quickly. Look at that. One of those palm trees went down across the street. So um, it is what it is. Very sad situation there. Lots of vegetation has been impacted. And, you know, that the loss of vegetation impacts um, future storms and what they're going to be able to sustain and do. So we received a number of private photos from people who um, 
had uh, who had um, trees on top of their cars, for example. And so I don't know what the contingency plan is there, except, you know, if you don't have access to a garage, try to be mindful of how close you are parking your trees uh, to vegetation. So I've seen a number of, um, of vehicles that are just, I don't, I don't know how much damage, because sometimes it's hard to tell, but I don't know how much damage they've sustained. But yes, there were some vehicles that uh, literally the trees are on top of it. Um, so, you know, you might have insurance claims. Now, listen, the insurance industry, I'm sure, woke up this morning and they hopefully are preparing themselves um, to assist people without much of a hassle. Um, because we know after Ivan, there's a car under the trees. You can barely see the car, my goodness. There would have been a lot of, um, you know, preparation. Hopefully, Kevin, people had their car insurance yeah. up to up to yeah, date. If, if the insurance wasn't up to date, you had a luck. Damn. Hopefully, you had your house insurance up to date mm -hmm. and all of those things. But let me say this. Um, don't rush to make a claim if you don't have to, because obviously, that will impact your rate going forward. So if it's just a couple shingles and it's going to cost you four or $500, to put up some shingles, folks, try to just find, I know, uh, um, you know, maybe coming across a little bit, I don't know what the word is, but if you can find the money, don't jump to make um, an insurance claim because, you know, it's going to work against you, I think, in the long run, unfortunately. It we will. can expect rates to go up after this in any event, but um, did I say parking your trees? If I did, I meant to say parking your cars. <laughs> Yeah, you can't park the trees. They're going to land uh, wherever they want. So Al reminds us that nature has a way of waking you up. She sure does. All right, folks, that's our program. It's already 930 this morning. Um, someone did send me, um, I keep telling people um, to, you know, people keep sending me these things about the, the, comp the competition over on that side. And I'm just like, folks, listen, they do them and I do me. I actually have a saying now that I've picked up that has been incredibly useful. And I actually sent it to Quincy yesterday. I know Quincy likes to come on. He's like, oh, you know, radio came out and this one, that one. And I, I got the saying yesterday that I thought was really, really good. It says, comparison is the thief of joy. Do not compare yourself to other people. You do you and they are doing them. And that is just how, you know, the cookie crumbles and that's just how it is. But someone did send me um, something this morning, which I thought was interesting. They're saying, where is um, Kim and Crosstalk that nobody's on air this morning? Folks, I don't have those kind of answers for you. I do not know um, is the short answer. I don't work for them. <laughs> I know. Message, message Crosstalk, yeah. Um, but apparently they did put up a notification on their uh on their facebook page so i will by way of just information sharing i'll make sure that all of you um obviously have this at your disposal they had no show this morning i don't know where they're at and this was sent um to us so there you go um no show they said that they'll be back on friday so if you're one of the five people that enjoy watching their program yes that was a read <laughs> by all means, um, go over there tomorrow morning and check them out. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe they don't have power. I, I have no clue. I, I, 
I don't know how to answer that question. Uh, your guess would be just as good as mine. But look here, we got the wonderful um, Kevin at Watler. Kevin, you might have to become a regular feature in the show, man. You're really <laughs> adding a good element uh, to the program that people when are. When I can add value, I'll be around. If I can't add value, I'll stay away because I don't want to speak what I don't know. Yes, yes. Well, thank you so much. Um, Ervelyn, almond tree gone. The leaves are in her yard. Who do I contact to get the tree cut down? So we're going to start to hear more information. I think Kenneth said this morning they're going to start distributing or getting um, saws available for people. Listen, if you don't know how to use one, don't touch one because I'm not that, that kind of person. I probably cut off something that I shouldn't be cutting off. So I will leave that to the experts. And you know what? A tree in your yard at this point is probably not that big of a deal um, in terms of what it's going to do to the yard. I mean, just, you know, uh, the, the cleanup crew now will begin. The cleanup process will begin. I think what we need to just hope that doesn't happen here, folks, is that we don't have another storm coming right after this. Because, you know, <laughs> that's that's the last thing we would need. So um, y'all prayer warriors, get on it. <laughs> Start doing a little jiggle, a prayer, whatever is required, folks, because we don't need, um, this was grace. What, what comes after G, H? It's no. already out there. H is out there. H, H is out there, yeah. Mm -hmm. H is out there. Um, so we don't need we don't need Henry, but I don't think Henry's coming our direction. No, Henry's already named. Yeah. So we don't need whatever comes after Henry, whatever name they've got scheduled. Uh, we don't need that next. So all I'm saying is uh, just um, hope that maybe this is it for the season. And we have been incredibly fortunate despite everything. So folks, I'm going to head out on the road. Um, I do have, uh, it was so interesting. Like I've got overseas vendors like, oh, don't forget to send me this document. I was getting emails yesterday. And I'm like, clearly they have no idea what's going on in the Cayman Islands right now. Um, but yes, folks, um, we have to get back to business as quickly as possible. We all have things to do. I'm going to try to go out there and do a little ride out with the regiment at some point, hopefully later on today. Uh, we're going to be nosy because that's what we do here in CMR and bring you the news safely so that hopefully you do not have to uh, traverse out on the roadways. So again, Kevin, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Everyone, you have a wonderful rest of your day and stay safe. All right, folks. And again, um, big shout out to the PAC government who is meeting as we speak now with the op opposition, the governor. All the emergency services folks are out there um, trying to get it together. And we will continue to update you as we know more in terms of what their preparations are and, um, you know, what they will have in store for us. So, again, thank you all very, very much. Um, we do have a lost dog, by the way, um, that we're going to be posting up a little bit later on. Um, they're beginning to lose hope that this dog will be recovered. Uh, let me see. So um, we're going to put something up on that. Please keep an eye out for this dog. It's a family pet that is sorely missed. And um, in terms of the Vela situation, we did get some feedback on that. And this person said, let me just see if I can read this message. Um, basically said that they were advised that the gates were so strong that they were going nowhere. There are They are 3,000 pounds, which is one and a half tons each. Of course, they were blown off their tracks. Grace moved a 3,000-pound gate. Y'all think about that. Um, they should have opened them and wedged them with sandby, sandbags as they did at Lantern Point and San Sebastian. Um, also, we did uh, in Arvia. 
which is another complex missing developers, but they did not. So Vela, um, BCQS, get on it. And um, of course, the strata is run um, again. They turned it over just in February and March um, to the strata. We have, so the developers initially will have a strata, but I think once they have completed uh, you know, so many phases, then they hand it over to the actual owners. And so they did that in February, March of this year and BCQS um, runs their strata. So this is all in BCQS votes. So hopefully they will get it sorted out. Um, you know, some people are saying that BCQS should have phoned yesterday. And um, there are people who are trapped in their respective houses with trees down in West Bay as well. Wow. Mm -mm -mm. That's crazy. Um, so apparently DDL, which are the developers, Davenport, um, they went to open, this is what I've heard, is that they went to open the gates this morning. They brought in their SkyTrack and got them open. Something BCQS should have phoned in yesterday. And, um, you know, they had people actually trapped in their residence. So um, there you have it. Um, so yes, um, someone else saying that they have a gas stove and they were able to cook two big meals yesterday for the family. Everybody got a belly full and everybody ate. Um, oh, okay. Somebody's saying that they heard that um, there's some damage to the gas station and Walker's Road. So we'll we'll get a little bit of an assessment, folks. We'll be out and about going live um, throughout the day, getting some footage for you guys. Um, so Irvlin said, yes, it's not your tree. No, I understand, but it's now in your yard, child. So, um, soon come, soon come. All right. Thank you, Perla, Irvlin, um, Omadevi or Omadevi. Thank you. Uh, Dorothy, everyone, thank you guys so much for tuning in. You guys have a safe day. Please remember if you do not have to go out on the roadways, it's suggested that you, um, don't do so. You stay indoors as much as possible because, again, the majority of injuries happen um, after the storm, as Kevin said yesterday. So that's good advice to try to remember that. And uh, we'll have a regular scheduled show tomorrow. And in between, we'll be doing a couple live streams, getting some video footage of what's going on out there. All right, folks, take care. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of The Cold Hard Truth. Make sure to check Facebook for showtimes and more information and the latest news at caymanmarlroad.com. Subscribe to our IG and Facebook pages to get the latest happenings.